0: Psalm 119, verses 97-104 through 104. Oh, how I love your law, it is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth, though through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Exodus chapter eighteen verses one through twelve. Jethro, the priest of Midian, Moses' father in law, heard all heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel his people, how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. Now Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, had taken Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her home along with her two sons. The name of the one was Gershom, for he said, I have been a sojourner in a foreign land, and the name of the other, Eleazar, for he said, The God of my father was my help, and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came with his sons and his wife to Moses in the wilderness, where he was encamped at the mountain of God. And when he sent word to Moses... I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons with her. Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. And they asked each other of their welfare and went into the tent. Then Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, all the hardship that had come upon them in the way, and how the Lord had delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the good that the Lord had done to Israel, and in that he had delivered them out of the hand of the Egyptians. Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all gods, because in this affair they dealt dealt arrogantly with the people. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, brought a burnt offering and sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 through chapter 2 verse 7 To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom, that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Good morning and welcome to the seventh Monday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Laguna Niguel, California. This morning's readings come to us from Psalm 119, Exodus 18 and Colossians 1 and 2. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, is a, a character that's always kind of fascinated me from from like a distance. He has a, well, I guess it depends who you ask, but I was going to say he has a relatively minor part. Um, or He's certainly a supporting character. I think that's a pretty legitimate interpretation. Um, he is a priest... Of Midian, and the Midianites go to battle against the Israelites on uh, several occasions. I think it's the Midianites who do battle with the Israelites in Numbers thirty-one, which talks a lot about holy war and and soldiering and stuff like that. Um, and so he is from a, a clan or a tribe or a people that is not always aligned with Israel and with God. Um and yet and he they met when Moses fled Egypt after killing uh an Egyptian and being kind of scorned by his own people the Hebrews. Um they met when Moses, you know, married Jethro's daughter and it would have been you know would it, Jethro would have been highly involved with the dowry system and everything else, um, and so they they they're connected by blood. Now they have Jethro's two grandchildren by Moses and Moses' wife Zipporah, um, and the those two boys are actually later killed for um, failing to treat the the ark with the you know the respect I suppose that, that God. I expected they were struck down for doing uh, doing something I can't remember. But Jethro it just fascinates me because of that oppositional tribal situation between the Midianites and the Israelites. And Jethro and Moses catch up before they get down to business. Um and they uh Moses goes out to meet him and they ask each other each other of their welfare. So they chit chatted. They caught up, and later Jethro will provide some, you know, insight and guidance to Moses when the people are bringing too many um, disputes to him. And Jethro says, "Well, commission people below you to do this," and they kind of become the early judges. And I contend that that judges and a hierarchy of judges are what the political entity of Israel was intended um to to abide by um but then they screw it up and then they they ask for kings um but anyway so Jethro and Moses have this really um close relationship despite you know the animosity between their their people um and it makes me think of the kind of relationships that I had in the military where it's not based on convenience like it isn't convenient the the way that these relationships kind of shake out. Um, you're put together in a place and you learn quickly, you know, that you need each other and I'm thinking of like basic and AIT where like you don't see one another dressed in civilians for 10 weeks and then you've, you've form these relationships, these friendships and you know you just you discover who these people are um after you've already created these relationships it's a, it's this really interesting kind of maybe like philosophical argument what would it look like to build friendships and then discover who that person was um and so i think of those relationships when i think of the kind of relationship that Jethro and Moses could have had which is you know against one another um, or at least certainly like not you know not allied with one another um, because you don't get to choose your friends in basic or if you do you don't choose on these characteristics that are superficial like what they wear what crowds they hang out with where they go to eat um, you choose your friends uh, by um, whether or not you can trust them whether or not they kind of jive with your own personality um, things that are more important than this. You know than what you usually get if you choose your friends based on you know your own similarities, not based on character or personality um I think you you get you can get pretty shitty friends um but what I have always appreciated about what I um experienced in the military was like friendships and personality and you know who people are is so much more important than. The incidentals, you know, how they dress, you know, their sexuality—none of that is as is all that important when the essentials or the inessentials are stripped away. So Jethro and Moses, um, who two people who otherwise would have been part of part of communities that were, you know, frequently at war with one another, um, form this relationship that defines and influences, you know, the people of God. Jethro provides advice on several occasions. Um and yet, you know, his his relationship or his inheritance as a Midianite um doesn't get in the way. It doesn't obstruct that relationship. Um there's this um this scene from the Big Lebowski that I think encapsulates what what I see good um, earnest friendships as being like, and the dude is on on the phone with walter um john goodman 's character and uh you don 't hear goodman 's what he 's saying very much You hears you know kind of like warbly stuff over the phone they 're talking on the phone, the dude is like trying to get his shoes on and get out the door, and he 's yelling at Walter like calling him an asshole and et cetera et cetera and then the last line out of Jeff Bridges' mouth, the dude's mouth is, yeah, I'll be at bowling on Tuesday. It's like you can have these arguments. You can get mad at one another, but that's that's not as important as the relationship. Like, if you can't yell at your friend and know that they, you know, will ultimately be okay, like, I don't know what kind of friend that is. Because friendship isn't about, you know, friendship is not just friendliness, um. It's one of those things like love, where I wish we had more words for it in the English language, but we don't. Um, friendliness can be superficial; it can even be, um, you know, uh, malicious. You know, if you have ever heard of Southern hospitality, you know, like bless your heart. Like friendliness can very easily disguise brutality, uh, but friendship um, goes deeper than all that. Friendship is is not based on you know, what clothes you wear, what crowd you hang out with. Friendship is based on um mutuality and trust. Um, like what we see with Jethro and Moses. There's never a hint of any animosity between Jethro and Moses. Um, even though there's several points of time when the Israelites go to war against Jethro's people. I think when Moses is alive. Um, and that doesn't get in the way of, you know, the blood relationship they have, certainly, but also you know their their own personal interactions. You know Moses invites him in and, and uh, inquires as to his welfare, um, and I think that is an important lesson I took from the military uh, of like your your friends are shouldn't just be friendly; they should be they should be something more than that. And friends can still be friends even if occasionally they aren't friendly with one another. Um, That sometimes we need to be honest with our friends, um, and our friends need to be able to hear that if they are truly um, friends and not merely interested in having friendly relationships with one another. A prayer for those we love from the Book of Common Prayer Almighty God. We entrust all who are dear to us to your never-failing care and love for this life and the life to come, knowing that you are doing for them better things than we can desire or pray for. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where PewPewHQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hearty folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country.